Okay, we'll go with that. Lovely. So, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of The Planted Podcast. So today I'm very excited to be joined by my good friend Cohen, straight from Barcelona on the line. So Cohen is the owner of uh, the Vegan Academy and he's been proudly building a strong community of vegan warriors, as you put it, Cohen, uh, over the last few months, years. And um, it's been great to kind of connect on Instagram. Um, I met you quite recently and we've, we've stayed in contact since then. Came on your podcast recently, which was, which was brilliant. And now I uh, finally got you to come on to mine. So how are you doing today, Cohen? How's things? <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, Tom, for having me. I'm really excited, actually. Like uh, hosting a lot of podcasts, but not so actively on them. So this is definitely a nice new experience. So really appreciate uh, yeah, you returning the favor and having me here today. I'm, I'm good, definitely. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, it's a bit of a, a, bit of a different experience, isn't it? When you're uh, being interviewed rather than the interviewer. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure we will have lots of amazing conversation. Um, the, the first thing I really want to ask you about is, um, you know, obviously you've been vegan. We discussed a little bit about this uh, previously. But if you could yeah. just kind of, you know, tell everyone how you came to veganism and specifically really as well, how your, your fitness kind of changed once you moved to this way of living. Yeah, definitely. Great question, uh, Tom. Um, yeah, well, for me, I think it was quite a, it was, it was a definitely a challenging process. And um, uh, after I, I, I used to work in the supermarket for a long time, almost 10 years at a career management, management career in, uh, in retail. And like when that ended and yeah, I was just left alone by myself. <laughs> no career, no relationship. Really? So a lot of things were not there anymore. I started like to question myself, like, uh-huh. is this really the life that I want to live? And <clears throat> I was very stressed out because of working so much and taking not good care of myself that, yeah, these, th- this question, that answer was really one of the first things that came back up to me. And um, I was like, yeah, I want to feel good about myself. That, that was my main drive. So I started to work out, eat healthier. Um, and I don't know, like naturally things started to manifest in my life that kind of helped me along that journey. And a very good friend of mine, uh, she's, a, she's a biologist, a vegetarian, and um, she, she came into my life and uh, yeah, started to share her experience. And that got me, that was actually the first time that I got into contact myself with someone uh, who was not necessarily a yeah, standard meat eater. And uh, that really opened my eyes to the belief like, okay, wow, there's actually different ways to live, different ways how I can eat also. But since my diet was so poor, I ate almost pretty much no vegetables at all. I'm not, not kidding. Almost no fruits and vegetables. I was like 25 and I was like eating worse than a kid of three. And um, so the, the, the drive came more out of the, the fitness perspective, the health perspective. And once I started to implement changes, like meat went out really fast. And after that, like fish and dairy, I started to yeah, immediately feel a lot better. And where I was worried about in the beginning about my progress and being able to uh, yeah, make like, yeah, make gains, so to say, make, 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 make yeah, physical, physical gains. I actually saw that I was recovering super fast. I almost was never sore. I could train six times a week, very hard. Uh, I had plenty of energy and my digestion improved a lot. And that was definitely one of the things that really stood out. 
And as well, uh, yeah, my skin improved a lot because from puberty on, I always had a lot of troubles with acne. And still in my early 20s, I was still experiencing uh, sometimes yeah, some acne. And uh, also that was something that already by cutting out meat uh, improved a lot. And yeah, when I was in that position, I think just having less animal products in me and uh, consuming less low vibrational foods, I suddenly start to open up to the ethics sites as well. And suddenly the footages of, for example, a slaughterhouse, what before didn't really um, yeah, trigger a certain response in me that I acted on it, now got me really emotional and also started to see the other side. And then I started to research, hey, veganism, what is that actually? And yeah, became really passionate and easily transitioned to that phase as well. So. Uh, long journey difficult journey yeah. definitely but uh yeah so proud of myself that i've been able to do it and uh yeah i f- really feel like never i felt this good that's something that i can really say yeah i hear that a lot as well and there's a question i always ask people on the podcast or very often ask them anyway how they came to veganism because it's so amazing to see where people come and when we look mm-hmm. at you know the grand scheme of time and all that kind of thing it's for most people, it's not that long ago that they were in a very different headspace, living in a very different way. I mean, just for yourself, in terms of when you were consuming animal products and, and not vegan or vegetarian, um, did you train at that point or were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was always quite active, I would say, but never that structured. I think I had a point in my life before going vegetarian. I had a, yeah, maybe like a year or two where I was like quite structured in training. I was making some progress also. Um, but yeah, I was never like that much, uh, like it was just a thing to do, you know, like it was not like a lifestyle. It was just more like going for a workout. And, um, I think during the time of really, uh, going vegan, that definitely switched to the whole lifestyle of really living healthy and really, um, yeah, getting the best out of myself, so to say. Yeah. So, so you, you notice differences in, in recovery and that kind of thing. Was, um, was there any adjustments to your training at all? Or was it just training exactly the same way? And the only difference is the, the nutrition. Yeah. But I, I kind of did switch quite a lot with my training, but most of all in a, <laughs> yeah, maybe this is funny. I like to do things uh, unconventional. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people transition towards going training more with weights and training more in the gym. I definitely mm-hmm. transitioned completely the opposite. opposite. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I uh, came from a gym perspective. I came from a gym background. I came from a fitness background. I actually have an education as a, a fitness trainer myself as well. And I worked in gyms, worked with people in gyms, uh, but I transitioned completely away from that. And now I'm using primarily my own body weight and I've actually had better results than ever. Uh, might that be because I'm more consistent or that I just improved my way of training? I know better how to train and what to focus on. I think that's more the case uh, mm-hmm. because I believe that any situation or any, uh, anything can be optimal. Anything can be made optimal. Uh, if you only have at home and you don't have equipment, then that can be optimal for you and that can be made optimal for you to get great results. And the same goes for a gym or the same goes for calisthenics, I think, or riding your bicycle. It's also about what, what do you want and what you're after. 
Yeah, so true, right? And, and lockdown has showed us this even more, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I was saying to you the other day that my, my clients, are a lot of them have got better results than they ever have in the gym because yeah. primarily because we're seeing a lot more of each other because we've got it on Zoom, so it's more accessible. But also I think a lot of that is they're, they're enjoying it a lot more because they're in their own home, they're comfortable. For some people, the gym is just yeah. not an optimal environment. And if you're feeling you know, nervous or a bit stressed with, you know, intimidating characters walking around. It's not the place for everyone for sure, is it? And it's very, very um, small thinking to think that we need a gym to to achieve our goals. Yeah, that's so true. And also for for me, for example, what is something that uh, was like quite an eye-opener experience is that like personally for me, uh, the gym was like, I loved going to the gym and I still from time to time, uh, go to go to the gym sometimes. Uh, get like a free day pass somewhere, or uh, go with a friend to to a gym where you have never been. I enjoy that definitely, but I find like the cultural setting of a gym a lot different than training how I train now in a more calisthenics body weight environment. Mm-hmm. Where uh, I see in the gym, like I I come really from a place of helping people, and if I see something, someone is hurting themselves by doing a deadlift in a certain way or doing a squat in a certain way, like if that person would be me, I would really appreciate someone with knowledge and experience to say like, Hey dude, I know you're doing your best and uh, like props for that. But like, if you do it a little bit more like this, it would actually benefit you more. It would not hurt you. I would really appreciate that. But I really see that in the gym, there's that not always get appreciated. Yeah. And when I switched to more body weight and more calisthenics, suddenly there was like a community feeling and suddenly people started to come up to you that normally wouldn't maybe in the gym and say like, Hey dude, I see you're new. You're trying this move. If you really want to get good at this, try this or try that. And that was for me really a big difference. Why I also got more and more interested in training outside and creating that community feeling. That was uh, for me a big difference in between uh, the gym. I don't know how you experienced that or maybe if other people experienced that themselves, I found gym a bit more, yeah, just my own private uh, workout, even though I'm in a public place. And yeah, the calisthenics community kind of yeah, gave me more of that community feeling. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's a big problem with the gym, you know, is that cliche story of, oh, I've got a gym membership, paid for it for six months, but I only went twice. And I think we have to look <laughs> at why that happens in a lot of gyms. Some gyms do get this very right. And I think the smaller, more studio-sized gyms uh, have got a great community and that is a big reason why people keep coming because they're supported and it's a social thing as well. And, and they want to see, you know, each other growing, but then, you know, with, with the bigger gyms, maybe it's just something that you do of a new year and then, you know, you just don't keep it up and let they, they go there and they feel intimidated rather than, you know, like you say with your community. Well, yeah. so we, I think also to, to jump into that a little bit more, I think also it can come from like a lot of people do things just to do them. And I think especially the gym is such a classic example of a thing that people do to do. Like, yes. hey, I want to get healthy. I want to get fitter. So I'm just going to go to the gym. I sign up for my local gym. Uh, I get a membership without really understanding or really standing 100% behind that. Like, it's what I always say to people. Don't torture yourself with movement. Uh, if you are a cyclist and you love cycling and you couldn't be bothered by doing burpees or doing uh, deadlifts, then don't. Then jump on your bike and go out in nature and enjoy that. And if you like riding your skateboard every day, then do that. I really believe that movement should be something that you enjoy 
and there's definitely a time and a place for doing things that challenge you out of your comfort zone to become a better version of yourself. But I think in, in general, it's so important to pick something that you really enjoy and that you like doing because it's your life. It's your decision. Like make it, make, make it count. <laughs> Exactly. It's just finding that balance, isn't it? And, yeah. and once we've got that and, and once we're in a place where we feel like we can succeed rather than massively, you know, out of our depth when we, when we never wanted to deadlift in the first place, completely agree. Yeah. So in terms of your own training, your own calisthenics, what are you working on at the moment? Is there any particular moves that you're kind of working towards or ones that you've mastered previously? Um, calisthenics, I would say I, well, if, to, to be very honest, in my fitness um, journey over the last, I would say, five years, I had a big dip uh, in the second year of going vegan where I was not motivated at all. I kind of lost my why. And I, I, just, I was just not training anywhere consistently. Uh, traveling around a lot and not really having a fixed place definitely influenced me in that. But I also know that that is an excuse. If I really I would have wanted to, I would have done it. And actually last summer, so when I came back, I did a working summer in, uh, in Mallorca. I came back to Barcelona in September, uh, end of September. And that was the time where I said like, okay, I, I got shocked actually because I had a friend over in Mallorca last summer and he took a picture of me and I looked at a picture and I, man, I got so small and I was like, wow, that's almost not me. I, I, thought, I really felt that at that moment. And uh, that triggered me like, damn, Kuhn, you, you were so on point with your training. Uh, why did you just let that slip? And yeah, after coming back and realizing that I, uh, so I'm now like kind of in my, my second fitness journey, so to say, maybe I picked back everything up. And the last nine months, I've made a lot of progress, actually. The first five, six months, I've been grinding out basics, 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 basics. Uh, pull-ups, push-ups, dips, uh, planks, really the basic goes to basics. And now I'm slowly picking it up. Uh, I hope quickly we can train outside again so I can start to do some more skills again. But handstand is definitely one that I uh, really want to get the hang of. Uh, not yet mastered it, but uh, I'm trying and uh, making small steps to, uh, to get there. So, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. I feel, feel like with calisthenics, it's something that you've got to be all in with, right? I mean, I've kind of dabbled with a few moves, but then always gone back to the kind of more physique kind of training and that kind of thing. Um, would you say that it is something that you need to be full, you know, full in or can you kind of dabble a little bit and, and still make success? Um, I, th I think that's kind of with everything in life, right? Like if you, it depends on what you want. I think if you want a certain result, then the actions that you take got to be in line with the result that mm -hmm. you want. And if you want to have big results, then you got to have massive action. Yeah. And if you want small results and, or if you don't mind if that result comes in one month or in three years, that completely changes the game. And I think that's the same here with calisthenics. Uh, if, if I look at myself, actually over the last two months in lockdown, I've made even more gains than I was doing before already. So it just shows that if that's what you're after, then that's what you can get. Um, and yeah, I kind of feel what you say as well. Like um, I think with calisthenics in general, because you're not pushing weights and you're, you're pushing your own weight, 
uh, it can be a little bit harder if you're not applying the right principles to get results, um, especially after like the first startup period. So when it comes to that uh, consistency and really going for it is super important. But I also really believe that if you just want to be generally fit, generally active and energetic, that by already training 20 minutes a day and doing a full body high intensity workout for four or five minutes, four or five times a week can already get you great results. And uh, yeah, then that's all you need. But uh, like I said in the beginning, it all depends on the results that you want and how much, uh, yeah, how fast you want them also. Yeah, I mean, I've seen crazy things like the human flag and all that kind of thing. Mm. Is, uh, is that something that you're working towards or? No, personally for me now, not at the moment. There are a little bit few more advanced skills that I definitely would like to get the hang of. Uh, most of all, because it also teaches me yeah, to push myself beyond my boundaries, literally. For example, handstand. I know core strength for me is definitely, um, yeah, that's, that's maybe my weakness when it comes to, uh, to fitness. So handstand is all about core strength or a lot about core strength. So I know if I want to get a good at a handstand, I have to improve my core strength, which then allows me to do more things that I'm naturally not so good at and also maybe don't like that much, but still challenge me to grow. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's always the next level and there's so many things that you yeah. can do and can, can achieve, I believe. Uh, for me, it's just the fun of uh, using my body as a tool and exploring different ways of how I can move that. I've been lately really um, interested in the whole like animal movements, natural flows, these kind of things I've been exploring oh, okay. a bit, like more mobility exercises. And uh, yeah, I kind of like this whole... Like I'm not that fixed on getting a certain result when it comes to uh, the body or my physique. Uh, I just really like to explore what the body can do and where I can go. And lately I've been developing more of an intuitive way of training and moving, moving in general, instead of really having everything really planned out. Of course, like result-wise, this might not be optimal, uh, but I definitely feel that... Uh, yeah, I'm more consistent and I enjoy it more. That's definitely the biggest difference. So is that kind of like, you know, you just listen to how your body feels each day and, and go with whatever exercise you feel like doing and so you don't have a set workout plan or anything like that? Yeah, exactly. There's like, I, I still kind of follow at the moment, uh, like my kind of split routine workout that I do. Uh, like I want to hit every, I, I train six times a week, so I want to hit every muscle part at least two times a week. Uh, so that's still kind of a thing that I follow. Um, but up front, I don't tend to plan all the exercises out. And yeah, most of cases, just start with the first one and see yeah, what feels naturally uh, after that. Also, sometimes I completely let go of what I had planned that day and just really go yeah, in that moment. I'm personally not a runner, so that would not be something that comes up to me quite often. But I know people that I spoke with a lot lately, they... Yeah, ask them these, this kind of similar question also. And uh, they said uh, sometimes, yeah, sometimes I have a workout plan, but I just feel like going for a run and uh, then I go for a run and then you worked out, right? You moved your body. So that's all that counts. I love that because I think it's, it's certainly in, in the fitness space, although you could apply this to lots of things in life, is um, always very much, well, this person did this, so I must do that. And yeah. it's the same in, in business as well. We often feel under pressure and, 
Instagram stories are, are great for that, aren't you? You see someone's woke up at 3 a.m. and then you decide, oh, I should be waking up at half two or someone's done, you know, mm. full body workout. Maybe I shouldn't be doing, you know, splits and all this kind of thing. We can constantly try and compare ourselves. But and I think this is one of the benefits of working with a coach, right? Because you just held accountable to one route forward. And for you, you've found yeah. that this works great for you. And, and um, you know, you're seeing amazing results. So it just shows you, doesn't it? If our head is in the game, we can, we can achieve much more than if we're just kind of mm. floundering or feeling like we should do a certain thing. I agree. It's, 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 I think. Sorry, she lost you there. Come on, you're back. Mm, yeah, I'm back. There we go. Just a bit of unstable connection there. Brilliant. So just to talk a little bit about, um, you know, your journey through veganism and um, how that kind of transferred in how you help other people to come to veganism. I know you've got the academy. Is it mm -hmm. quite a lot of new vegans that you support through the academy or, or is it people who are vegan already and they want to optimize their, their lifestyle? How does that work? um yeah it's a little bit different like the, the academy is still a fairly new project so i would say um that the majority of the people that i've been connecting with right now uh, really more came out of the perspective of connecting with other people that was also the primary drive to actually create the vegan academy uh, that was when i got back here in barcelona and kind of missed that in my own personal life so i wanted to have that tribe of like-minded people that lift each other up and just say like hey these are things that I'm focusing on. I want to get my mental health in, in check. I want to improve my physique and uh, my overall health. And uh, who are people that want that too? And that, that's how literally the Vegan Academy got formed. And um, here in Barcelona, we have a very big expat community, a lot of international people, a lot like yeah, me, uh, late 20s, early 30s, uh, begin 20s, uh, people that just want that, just want people around them that are saying, hey, I also want to do better. And I also believe that I can do better. And that's how the Vegan Academy really got started. And what I'm seeing now, I'm uh, with the new product that I'm launching soon, that will be really just a, yeah, how do you say that? A, a, a test case to see what are actually the people interested in. And I've helped people transition to veganism in the past. I'm still doing that from time to time. Um, but for me, it's a little bit too early to say like, yeah, who are the exact people that uh, yeah, are resonating with the Vegan Academy's message at the moment. Community though, is such, such an important thing. Right? It's like ingrained into us, isn't it? Yeah. And we are part of a, a tribe, like we said, with memberships. We can just achieve, achieve anything, right? And that's just to have that as a goal, I think is so amazing. And then you, your mm. community kind of finds you right i know when i came to this this area yeah. and started um, training clients like all of a sudden i realized actually there's quite a specific demographic that is you know coming to to me part of my program and that kind of happens just just organically right so it'll be interesting to see you know how that pans out over the next few months for you exactly and uh, it is also something in in my business journey so like let's say over the last six to nine months is or actually before, because I had a go at already starting a business a couple of years ago. And then I kind of flunked out of that and uh, yeah, went on my own path and picked it now up. And um, the, the thing with that was like, um, 
<laughs> no, I completely forgot what I wanted to say. Happens <laughs> to me all the time. You, I, you, like, you I wanted business, to make a strong community. point over here, but like, <laughs> what I was actually saying. You were so, saying about community and all that. About, about, about the community, yeah. Uh, for, for me, there was always a point where I just was doing a lot of things by myself, with myself, and I was training by myself. I was focused on myself, and I never really had those people around me that... Uh, we're into that and then i start living in grand canaria start to live with a lot, a lot of other people together that were really into these things as well and one thing that i, I really got away from that is a good friend of mine hito and um, gold trainers community actually he has his own calisthenics um, community in the netherlands and wagoning and what he always says is like uh, alone you go faster but together you go further and that's something that I know it's not from him. I know it's, this is a, is a, is a known quote, um, but there's really something that always stuck with me. And uh, yeah, that's what I see now for myself as well. It's nice to do things by yourself and uh, yeah, you can get results pretty fast. But on the other end, there are a lot of people that experience the same things or similar things that you are going through. And it's so much easier and most of all, so much more fun and rewarding when you can actually share that with people that are, yeah, in the same boat as you are. And uh, yeah, I think that's what it's really about. Like there's so much people for everyone is someone. Oh yeah, and what I wanted to say, now I realize what my point was also. Now I get back to that, is that I took so many, I took so much time to figure out like, what is my niche? What are really the people that I want to help? Or what are really the people that uh, resonate with me? But in the end, you, and this is something that I got coached on also, like you are your own niche. Yes. Just by sh being myself and sharing my message, I'm already the niche and the people that will resonate with what I share and with the person that I am, that will be the tribe that, I, uh, that we will be building. And uh, that was for me a big change uh, of like letting that whole finding my ideal client or uh, finding the perfect tribe member uh yeah kind of let go of that and uh yeah i'm just sharing my message and whoever resonates with that resonates with that yeah that's so true because there can be so much pressure out can't there especially when you're starting mm. up a new business and just i mean i myself spent so long thinking what could be my niche and and like you yeah. say it just it's not something that you need to to waste energy on so much because it's very very organic process in a lot of ways i mean you just need a starting point and then yeah things just move in the right direction right mm. Cohen, I would love to hear your top three book recommendations. Doesn't have to be just related to plant-based living or veganism, but just in general, you know, books that have really resonated with you and that you could recommend. And I'm just getting yeah. my notes out ready. Awesome. I'm very honestly, I'm not the best book reader. Um, I take a lot of time to read books, so I read probably just a couple of years, a couple mm -hmm. uh, a year, uh, maybe three, four books a year. That's probably what I've been reading. Uh, a few books that have definitely had a lot of influence on me over the last couple of years. Uh, I would say one of the most eye-opening books that I've read, and I know this one is very cliche, is The, uh, the Alchemist from uh, Paulo Coelho, if I uh, pronounce oh, his name correctly. Um, yeah, really a spiritual awakening. Uh, I would say that released that in me and yeah, made me more perspective to the idea that I can actually live the life that I want to and create my own reality 
as well as then back in that time, I was reading the law of attraction, also a very inspirational book from Abraham Hicks. And uh, I think those two books really transformed my life in a, in a very big way, uh, like four, yeah, maybe like four years ago. And uh, some of the books that I have been reading more recently, uh, definitely uh, one person that I get a lot of inspiration from is Eckhart Tolle. And I've read both of his uh, Power of Now and I'm actually now reading uh, A New Earth. And uh, yeah, it is, um, I always say these are do books. These are not books just for reading. These mm. are really books to take in and to take action on. And uh, yeah, like that's why I probably take also so long with these books because uh, I can read pages sometimes five or 10 times over or go back in a chapter and read yeah. it again and read it again. Uh, so those three really out of the transformational personal process, I would say those have had the most impact. And um, yeah, if there's one book that I really like as well, it is uh, How to Not Give a Fuck. I forgot the author, but uh, yeah, I, I read that one. I read that a couple of times as well. I can't remember the name of the author either, yeah. but um, we will link that into the show notes. But Cohen, absolute pleasure to have yeah. you on. Thank you so much for your time. I know you're well, very busy and... Um, it's lovely weather out in Barcelona, so I appreciate you coming in to, to, to talk to me today. It's amazing weather, it is. He loved it. Even from here, I can only see a glimpse of the window. But <laughs> if people wanted to find out a little bit more about you, um, where can they find you? Yeah, they can definitely check me out on Instagram. Uh, and as well, always said, uh, theveganacademy.com is live. We'll get an update now with the launch of the new product. So definitely keep an eye on that. And uh, yeah, on Instagram, that's... Uh, for now, the platform where we are active the most. Amazing. And Cohen, one thing that I want to ask you before you go is the same question that you asked me on your podcast. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so we'll have you back on in a year's time. Where will you be? Where will I be? Well, we, uh, I've been able to grow a uh, community of like-minded people online because that's uh, definitely the switch that I'm making from an offline-based community to a more online-based community because I just believe that there is uh, where the future is and it also allows me to help more people at the same time. Uh, and in the end, I think that's very important to have more impact. And that's also my personal goal to yeah, have more impact and to really focus more on helping people and, uh, and sharing this message uh, because there's something that's really inspired me lately also from a uh, yeah, colleague plantopreneur in the Netherlands. Uh, she actually shared like how easier it gets for other people to maintain a certain lifestyle, a healthy lifestyle, uh, eco-driven lifestyle, if you want to call it like that, the easier it would also get for new people to adopt to that lifestyle. I think we spoke about that also a little bit, right? And uh, that's something that drives me a lot to share this message. So uh, that's also something that will change. We'll have a big community Let's uh, set the goal high. So 100 online active members that are uh, following the uh, yeah, ins and outs of the Vegan Academy and uh, prioritizing their health and raising their vibrations. Love it. Thank you so much, Cohen. Appreciate it. And we'll speak to you again in a year on the podcast. <laughs> awesome, man. Thank you Take very care. much, Tom. Really appreciate it.